What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. I'm speaking today with Ronnie Nijme, who is the CEO of CoachZing.com. And I actually came across Ronnie because I was a guest on their podcast as well. And Ronnie's an expert in self-publishing books and also marketing books. Because as we know from running our businesses online, it's not enough just to create something amazing, but you've got to get it out in front of the right people so that people know you exist. And it's the same thing with writing a book. Yes, writing the book is a lot of effort, but once you finish writing, the real work has just begun. And that's when you need to start marketing your book and getting it out to readers. And really, your book is such an amazing marketing vehicle in terms of establishing you as an expert, giving you credibility, and opening doors to new speaking opportunities and clients and media attention. But you've got to market it in the right way. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today with Ronnie on the podcast. Now, I know from a lot of you that you're really interested in writing a book and it's on your to-do list and your, your strategic plan for the next year. And if you're a person that feels like you're getting a bit stuck and you just can't get it down on paper or you don't like writing, you might also like to look into the coach thing service, which is called Speak to Publish. And Ronnie will tell you more about it right at the end of the episode. But basically, you can do interviews with them and then they write the book for you, which is just awesome. And he's offered us a discount. So if you're interested in learning more about the Speak to Publish service, just go to coachthing.com and let them know that you learned about them through the Wellpreneur online podcast and from Amanda and they'll take care of you. So Without waiting any longer, let's jump into these great tips from Ronnie about how to publish and market your first book. Hi, Ronnie. Welcome to the show today. I'm excited to be here, Amanda. I was really glad when we connected. Actually, I came across you because I was interviewed on your podcast as well, which is called The Coach Sing Show. And when I learned more about you, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to have him on the podcast because you specialize in book publishing and book marketing. And I know that's such a hot topic amongst wellness entrepreneurs because everyone wants to write a book. So yeah, thanks for being here and helping us. I'm pumped to share some cool information. So um, I'd just like to know a bit about what's your experience with book publishing and, and how did you get into this? Well, if I rewind about uh, close to 10 years ago now, um, I wrote my own book. I was a stress consultant. I locked myself in my basement for a good six months, grew out the beard, like was just focused, writing, 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 and created a, a full a coaching program all about stress and stress management and all of that. And I realized, oh my goodness, this is a lot of work. I mean, this, this took me at least six months of solid work and I literally did everything. I also did my own design and page layout. And I even bought a fancy color laser printer to print off these like binders and all the documents for that. And it was a lot of work, but it was worth the effort because it got me on national television as a stress coach in Canada, on the radio in, in the US. And it got a lot of media attention that I still leverage today. But I realized that, well, first of all, there's a better way. 
writing a book by hand from scratch takes a lot of time and it just saps the energy out of you. And the second thing that I quickly learned was you need to market your book. You need to be focused on marketing as opposed to just creating content because the creating of the content is really, I wouldn't even say it's 50%. It's kind of more like 20% and 80% of your time really should be spent on the marketing. And I realized this. And so people came to me and said, oh, wow, Ronnie, how are you getting on the top of search engines? How are you getting all this media attention? And they were fellow colleagues of mine who were in the, uh, you know, health coaches or nurses, therapists, and so on. And I said, well, here's how you do it. And I realized that there was this need for people to create books, to create content in their marketing. And I kind of entered this space to create licensed content and book publishing and so on. And my team has produced literally hundreds of books in, in terms of editing, in terms of design and publishing it on Amazon, on Kindle. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of a huge success for us. But it's also what gets me the most proud and excited is the fact that people are finally getting a book out of their head onto paper and it's on Amazon, it's on Kindle, and they can now focus on the marketing without having to stress about all that heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you said that because I think your statement that, you know, the marketing is probably 80% of it, like content creation is only 20%. Mm -hmm. That applies to more than just books. Like in my experience, that applies to pretty much everything you're doing online. So I often see clients and they're spending all this time developing their online programs or trying to create like the perfect handouts and the perfect worksheets. And actually, if you're not spending a lot of time marketing, you're not going to get anybody. You're not going to get customers. You're not going to get people in your program or people buying your book. So yeah, I'd love to talk with you about that today because I think, you know, you get to that point, you've just finished writing your book and you feel like, oh, now I can relax. But actually, that's that's no, when it's starting. Exactly. Yeah. And that's actually the most common uh, misconception and really one of the biggest lies when it comes to your own business because we think everything has to be perfect and it doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. You could have things that are completely broken, but if 80% of it is working well and you're actually getting customers and people onto your site and into your business, that's actually what matters. We always think, oh, well, design has to be perfect and my website has to be perfect and my book has to be perfect. And then what happens is six years later, you're still waiting on the perfect website and the perfect book and the perfect everything. I've been there and it's amazing what happens though when you actually start to let go of those things, allow a professional to help or just have build a team around you of people who can get stuff done without your critical eye that's kind of really the bottleneck. And that, I was there. I mean, that's why I always tell my story about how I wrote my own book and I was my biggest bottleneck because I created this and I guess, great, I got media attention, but it was exhausting. I mean, I was utterly exhausted. And I always say it's kind of funny that you know, here I am writing this book about stress and I'm completely stressed myself because it's just, that's what happens when you are a solo entrepreneur. You have to do a lot of things. You have to step up, but you don't have to do everything. And you have to focus on the things that will have the direct benefit, the things that will actually matter most in your business. And that's really, it boils down to client care and marketing. I mean, it's those two things. Bookkeeping, hey, that's not for you. You know, that's what an accountant does. You know, design, that's what designers do. Even book writing, if you're not a great writer or if you're too much of a perfectionist, one of the things that we do is we say, guess what? We'll do it for you. We'll talk to you. We'll extract all that gold from your mind and we'll 
turn it into a professional book and we'll do all the layout and we'll do everything for you so you can focus on the actual book launch, on the actual marketing behind the book and the courses and the training and the programs that you create from that that will actually generate both the profit and also, you know, the really at the end of the day is helping people and the clients. So let's kind of start with actually creating the book. You're a big proponent, obviously, of self-publishing. The one thing that I that comes to mind about self-publishing is that it's great because you get, from what I know about it, and you tell me where I'm wrong here, but it's great because you get control over the process and you put whatever you want in your book and it's really your book and then you can list it on Amazon or other places. But I would be concerned, like, how do you know your book's going to look really professional? Because I've seen some self-published books that really... Mm don't look very good. So do you have any kind of tips around self-publishing and how we can make sure without going crazy into perfectionism, Mm. how it looks like a professional product? Well, the main reason why books don't look professional, if you're going to break it down into sort of the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time, it's because people are doing it all of themselves. Again, if you're an excellent writer, write your book. That's great. But don't edit your book because you wrote it, right? I mean, that's just not the best fresh eyes that you can use for your editing. But when it comes to design, if you're not a designer, don't design your book. I mean, I've seen this so many times where the front cover looks like it was done by, you know, an automated or basic level Photoshop student. Don't do it yourself. That's like the biggest tip I can give you. Uh, When it comes to page layout, there are certain industry rules that you have to follow. That's why when you print a book, you don't see words that are in the crease of the book or there's enough padding and margins around for your fingers to hold the book. Or what do you put in the header, the footer, or how do you organize the chapters and how long are the paragraphs and, you know, do you use bullets and all of these things. Like these are things that industry professionals kind of have an agreed upon standard to follow standards. Don't just try to do everything from scratch yourself. But the in terms of some quick tips, if you are going to do it yourself, not that I recommend it, or if you know of a designer and you want to work with them for, let's say, your, your front cover, the first thing is figure out a unifying cover, something that's going to blend with your website, with your logo, with your style, and choose one thing. Don't choose, you know, 100 different colors, have one color palette. Don't choose five different fonts, have one or two fonts that complement each other. I always say, make sure that the title passes the 20-foot test. Imagine your book is sitting in Barnes & Noble and you're standing 20 feet away. Can you read the title? If not, that means it's either too small or there's not enough contrast that the font doesn't pop out from the background. You know, these are little tests that you need to follow to make sure that, yeah, you know what, this actually does look professional. And and honestly, one of the biggest tricks is to go to Amazon, look at the best-selling list and look at the covers and look at the titles and, and the subtitles and go look inside that book on Amazon and see how is it formatted? You know, what is the table of contents like? How do they break things up? Um, These are the kinds of things that people need to do. But there's one thing that people always forget to do when it comes to their book. And, And really, really basic, really simple. It's a call to action. Most people, they create a book for the purpose of creating a book. But the real purpose of the book is to get someone to do some sort of action that you want them to do, whether it's sign up for coaching, you know, come to your site and sign up for a webinar or some action, something. What you need to do from that book is have a call to action to get them on your email list. And then from there, once they're on your email list, awesome. You can send them an email at any point in time about a new promotion, new product, new service, whatever it is that you're doing, and you can actually keep in touch with them. That's the biggest mistake that we see. 
And it's one of the most amateur thing, amateur mistakes because people think, oh, great, I have a book and, and that's it. I'm, I'm all done. But you actually need a call to action that gets people onto your site and onto your email list. Because here's the thing that people don't know is Amazon, if you sell a book on Amazon, Amazon does not give you that customer information. You have no idea who bought your book. But that means that you cannot contact them. You can't say, hey, look, we have a new location or, hey, look, we have a new training program or we have a new webinar or whatever. You can't communicate with them at all. So that is one of the things that you absolutely need to do. And honestly, I say for books, you need to have the call to action, but it's for everything. Yeah. Any article you produce, any video you put up on YouTube, anything you put up on social media, it always has to have some sort of call to action. Click, comment, you know, sign up buy. I mean, these are the, all the basic calls to action that you can include. I'm so glad you said that. We talk a lot about content marketing on the podcast, and that's a recurring theme is that you've got to ask people to take action because I think we all wish our customers knew what to do. Like they just read our stuff and love it so much. They'd come to our website and sign up, but the reality is they don't. And so I'm really glad you said that. You know, something else I've seen in some books that I've read is they'll actually have like extra bonus resources that you mm -hmm. can only get by going and opting in on their site. Is that something exactly. that you see authors doing quite a bit? Absolutely. Well, not, well, the majority, no, they don't, but they should. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The additional handouts, checklists, worksheets, spreadsheets, trackers, if, you have, if you're doing, let's say, weight loss tracker or budget tracker, whatever, any of those types of things, those are huge value adds that don't really fit well in a book, right? I mean, you can't do, you can't have a spreadsheet within a book. No one's going to actually fill that out. But if you were to send them to your site to download something that they can then fill out, a worksheet, checklist, handout, summaries, additional video content, anything like that, that's going to get people to go bounce from the book to your site. And that's the best thing you can do because the book is not the end game. The book is the first step. After that first step, you want them to take the next step, which is visiting your site. The next step, which is getting onto your email list. And the next step is to sell them something, some kind of product or service or live event or whatever it is that you do. Mm -hmm. No, it all comes back to trying to get some revenue, doesn't it? <laughs> Actually running a business, not just running a blog. Exactly. I mean, we want to help people, but the only way we can help people is by actually allowing people to take us seriously. And I've seen this time and time again, raise your hand, you know, or give yourself a little, I don't know, scolding, you know, this is up to you on this. But if this sounds like you and what I'm about to tell you, then you can change this. Okay. We think that if we give away enough free information then people will find value in that, they'll feel like they've been helped. And so they will return and buy your stuff. And if you have that approach, if you think that's what happens, scold yourself right now because it's not actually what happens. You need to value your time. Free consults are not really what's going to convert. I mean, you know your conversion numbers. The overall, and what I've seen with my clients, because I do a lot of coaching as well, not just book publishing, but I also help people who have books or people who have websites or coaching programs or anything. I help them maximize that. And I see this time and time again where people offer things too much for free. They offer too much for free, free consults or free content, and they don't charge for it. And so people don't take them seriously. In fact, I had someone recently, uh, he was telling me that he has, you know, he helps people with a very specific illness and doctors don't take them seriously. They have a free consult with him. They love it, but they never buy his stuff. Like his conversion rate is abysmal. The number of people who buy after a free consult is so low. And the reality is they just don't take him seriously enough because he's not valuing his own time. He doesn't yet have a book. We're going to be creating a book for him soon. He doesn't have that credibility because he's not a doctor. 
and he's not charging for his time. And so people get this free consult and they, oh, wow, this was great. And, you know, this was useful, but they don't implement it because it's free. They don't trust free. Mm -hmm. Uh, So charging for a book, getting them onto additional content that they have to sign up for a name and email address for, selling them additional products or services or coaching, that's actually the the natural graduated process. People will trust you because they actually think, oh, wow, this person is doing this for a living. It's not just some blogger who, you know, they're just doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. When you're self-publishing, say you're putting your book on Amazon, do you think it's worth having both a digital and a hard copy or is one better than the other? Yes to both. Like I would absolutely do print and digital. There's a couple things about this. If you're struggling, if you have no budget, you want to do everything yourself, a Kindle version is the only way that I would go. If you don't have the budget to hire a professional page layout, you know, designer and so on, print is, is more expensive to produce just in terms of just getting it properly laid out, um, getting it printed. Not that you have to pay for you know, a huge inventory, but you have to get a few copies uh, or at least a couple of copies printed for proof to make sure that it looks good, that printing is done as you'd like. Um, you know, there's overnight shipping and all this stuff that the, the printing houses do. It's not expensive. It might be a, a couple of hundred dollars, but then there's design and yada, yada, yada. So if you're short on a budget, then I would exclusively do Kindle and on your own site. Now, if you have um, a budget, I would absolutely do both. It is the trusted, real expert status that you get from having a printed book. Even if it doesn't get in bookstores, if you go to any live events, if you have a practice, you could be handing out these books, you could be selling these books. If you do speaking engagements, you can sell them at the back of the room. You know, you can, there's just so much you can do with a printed version and it makes you seem like a true trusted author. Now I said Kindle exclusive for one reason, and that's really online. Um, All of the other stores just do not compare. Apple with iBook store just does not compare. There's the Nook and there's all these different ones. They just, they really don't have the strength that Amazon has with Kindle. And when you make a book exclusive on Kindle, that means that you actually can run special promotions and get a lot more attention on Amazon that way. And one of the things that we do for Amazon Kindle exclusive books is we run book blitzes. And for one health author that we've helped, He wrote his book. We got it up on Amazon Kindle and we ran a book blitz for him. And in the course of 48 hours, we had uh, 35,000 free downloads of that book. We had a ton of just attention comments and positive and negative reviews. Just there's a lot of attention. It skyrocketed him in in Amazon. He became a number one bestselling author. And on top of that, and this is why you need to have a call to action. He had, I think it was around 4,000 opt-ins from that book in that 48 hour period. So if he didn't have that book on Amazon Kindle exclusively, we couldn't have run that promotion. If he didn't have that call to action, he would have lost 4,000 people on his list in that 48 hour period. So, I mean, that was obviously a huge success story. You know, your your mileage may vary, but the the point though is um, yes, Kindle for sure. Print, especially if you do speaking engagements or any, if you have a physical store or practice. But if you don't have the budget, then just do Kindle. Awesome. So let's move into talking about book marketing. So what do we need to do to market our book? Like, is this something we need to start as soon as the book goes live, months in advance? Like, what are we looking at here? The typical way people market their book is, well, because typically people are writing their books, so they're completely absorbed in that process of writing. And then once the book is finished, they start to think about marketing. And that's really not the way to go. We want to be thinking about the marketing weeks or months in advance. 
depending on timelines and what's going on in your calendar. So for example, the, one of the first things you want to do is collect an army of people. It could be friends, customers on your email list or whatever it is on social media and organize them to all download and purchase that book or purchase the physical copy on Amazon as soon as it goes live. And you kind of want, there's like a, an acceleration thing that happens with Amazon. When they see that books are downloaded within a very short period of time like that, they think the computer automatically, the robot sees this and says, oh, this is interesting. This book must have some traction to it. There must be something interesting about this book. And so when you have this spike in downloads, even if it's, and it doesn't have to be thousands, we're talking about a dozen or a couple of dozen, depending on the category of that book, that spike really does help you boost in the Amazon rankings. But then the next step is to get reviews from those people. So that's one thing that we help people with, but the, the honest, true reviews of those books uh, of your other book when it's launched. That's really the first step. And we can get, get into some more advanced things. But the bottom line is it's the velocity. Get the book downloaded as soon as it's live. Get reviews as soon as possible. That might mean giving advanced copy uh, copies to those people so they can read it in advance. So that way when the book is live, it can actually give a review. But that's what's most important to get things kicked off. Right. And is that why, because I see a lot of people when they're launching their book, that they give it away for free for a certain period of time. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. So what else do we need to think of? Do we? It just goes on forever, I guess, the book marketing, really. Well, or is exactly. it like a big initial push and then... The bottom line is to get some additional traction from the book onto your site, into your program. So one of the things that we recommend is create a bunch of webinars, courses, trainings based on that book. So that way, um, everything feeds into each other. You have the book, which is sort of the, the, the pillar of your business. And then we have the advanced level trainings and the more specific guides and the video courses and, the, and so on. You know, perhaps even live events that are based on the book. You can go on and on from there. So you, once you have the content, you can then splice and dice it into different courses and videos and trainings. But yeah, the, the, the initial push, the initial launch gets you kind of that attention. And then it, that book lives on in your marketing and your, you know, in your email autoresponders and your live events and your speaking engagements and you're handing it out to um, even the media as well. By yeah, the way. well, That's it's, how you get media attention. it's such a great entry level product. Not only is it low price, but having a book that you've written is really like the expert status, right? I mean, brilliant for credibility to it's introduce yourself to the someone. The most important thing, particularly if you want to have media attention, if you want to have that instant trust factor, because I can tell you that the only reason that I was on national television and on radio and newspapers is because they could say Ronnie Nijme, author of Stress Busters. That's the only reason. No one's going to say, hey, look, it's Ronnie Nijme, a blogger. Unless you're some kind of celebrity gossip blogger, it just doesn't work. I mean, you need to be an author to be really appreciated and valued. Or, I mean, and the alternative is if you're a physician, if you're, you know, you have some kind of PhD or doctorate or something like that. And if you don't, create a book, write a book and become that author. It's literally that mark of success. So you have a health coach that comes to you and they've got their idea for their first book and, you know, whether they write it themselves or get somebody to, to help them with that. And they want to have, they want to market it without wasting a lot of time. Like they want to do it as effectively as possible. What kind of maybe like three or four tips would you give them to really market their book successfully? 
So the first thing is that velocity that I mentioned. So getting the book, as soon as the book is up, getting as many downloads and then reviews as possible. That's really the, the biggest tip that I can give. The second thing is building up that following and the, the list. If you don't already have a list or if you do have a list, start to pre-launch that book to that existing list, to your Facebook fans and followers on Twitter and so on. Start to tease them about it. Give them um, teaser uh, snippets of the book. Get them excited about it. Uh, that way, when the book launches, you also can kind of have that big spike in downloads and sales or purchases of the print version. Because then at that point, you can also encourage them to share it with their friends. So you can have contests and you can do a lot of fun things with that. The next thing is contacting big bloggers, you know, affiliate partners, and ask them to promote. Ask them to promote the book. Um, there are ways of doing it where you act actually buy the book from you and then they, you know you order all the books on Amazon and you spike on the sales on Amazon. That's, that's a, a lot more advanced. Um, I'll leave that out for now. But the simplest thing is just ask friends, bloggers, partners, other health professionals to promote it. Maybe you mention them in the book and, and say, hey, you know, I was inspired to create this because of XYZ and reference them, mention them. That's going to get you a higher chance of them actually being willing to promote that book when it launches. Those are a few things. I mean, there, again, there are a lot more advanced techniques, but just the, sort of the foundation is just leverage what you have. Use the clients that you have, the fans, the followers, the email lists that you have to get that, that audience kind of riled up and excited and, and build that momentum. So I'd love to get your opinion on pricing too, because I've, I've noticed when people write books, sometimes they put them on for like 99 cents or 199. Other people charge like the full price for a book, like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe 10 bucks or so. Like what's your take on ebook pricing? Personally, I've found it can, and your mileage may vary because the first question is really, what is the size of this book? What is the contents like? I mean, is it a 50 page book? Is it a hundred or 150, 200 page? Like what, what's going on there? But for a traditional, you know, let's say 150 page book, professionally designed and laid out and it looks like it's high quality, I've found that the, at the $4.99 price point, it's, it's kind of a sweet spot. And you go too high, you lose people, you go too low and it cheapens it. You, first of all, you don't make much per sale. And then second of all, it just doesn't look as high quality. I mean, it looks like it's self-published and it's, it's amateur. But the other secret is that when you have a book at, let's say, $4.99, you can discount it for a, a 24 or 48-hour period via Amazon. If you, again, if you, only if this is exclusive to, to Amazon Kindle. And you can discount it to free or $0.99, cents, and you'll see a huge bump in sales when you do that. So if you already at free or $0.99, cents, it's not really that great of a discount. But when you go from $4.99 to free, I mean, that's that's a $5 discount. That's a pretty big deal in terms of ebook in the ebook world. But I've found that for a traditional, you know, 150-page book, $4.99 is the sweet spot. That's what I do. It's worked very well. And especially because I'm able to launch, you know, book promotions and so on for that book. Um, on, on Amazon Kindle, and uh, you'll see a big, big spike in, in downloads and sales at that point. Yeah. Oh, that's a great tip. Thank you. And I guess, you know, it's kind of what you want to get out of your book, too, because maybe it's not trying to be a huge moneymaker for you. Like, and actually, to be honest, don't expect your book to be a huge moneymaker. That's actually the unlikelihood. It's, it's so rare. It's not going to it's not going to happen. The point of the book is the credibility. It's the leads that you get from that book. You know, it's the list that you generate from that book. And it's the ability to say that, hey, I'm Ronnie and I'm an author. And that gets you in, into media, that gets you into different mindset in your prospect's eyes. They say, oh, wow, this guy's actually an author. This, this lady's an author. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. 
But in terms of, you know, will you have a $100,000 a year business from one book? No, absolutely not. But if you have courses and training and speaking engagements and live events that are based on that book, yes, you absolutely can have a six-figure business because that book launches everything else. I mean, you look at Tim Ferriss, for example, I mean, he goes all over the place based on his books and he can speak about those and he can, he has like a huge following about that, but the book launched that, the four-hour blank. It's always four-hour, right? I mean, it's the four-hour chef, the four-hour work week, you know, and so on. It, that is what launches everything else. But if you just had a single book, self-published, you're unlikely to have six-figure business just by selling $5 books. Mm, yeah, thank you for saying that because I think that puts it in context that it is a great thing to have a book. It's excellent for credibility, but that alone is not going to become a business. So, Well, and I'll give you a realistic example. Go into the corporate world right now. And let's say you want to give a wellness seminar to you know Fortune 500 companies. Who are they going to choose? The, the person who has a nice site, but no, no authority or the person who has a book? Uh, and how much would a seminar, how much would you charge for a, a full day seminar in the corporate world? I mean, it could be several thousands of dollars I mean, that book that got you in the door because you are the author could actually be worth, you know, $1,000 or $3,000 or as a professional speaker, five or $10,000 for, you know, a few hours. Um, that's the kind of things that happen when you have the book. Those are the kinds of people that come to us. We help them create that book and the, and the marketing and everything behind it because they know that the book is what gets them in the door. And that's what seals the clients and the high level speaking engagements and so on. Right. So it is a path to more revenue for your business, but just not, you're not going to get the check from Amazon. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So we're getting to the end of our interview together, but one thing I like to ask all guests, because I'm obsessed with books personally, and we're even talking about books today. So I was wondering if you have any favorite business books or inspirational, motivational books that you could share that, that people might like to read. For sure. I'm going to open up my Kindle app now. I'll tell you what, <laughs> what I'm reading right now. I'm not never good with remembering titles, but here we go. So I love Eat, Move, Sleep by Tom Rath. I've been reading that. A really short, easy, quick read just in terms of health, in terms of biohacking and stuff like that. I have been reading uh, The Millionaire Fastlane by a, uh, MJ DiMarco. Just a good mindset book in terms of the idea of being successful versus, you know, successful habits versus unsuccessful habits. 80-20 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall is always a, a really good one because most people, they again, I, I mentioned 80-20, I don't know how many times in the last few minutes, uh, but it applies to everything in your business. 80% um, of the things that you do get you 20% of the results and 20% of the things that you do get 80% of the results. So I don't know what you'd rather do. The 20% of the stuff and have the rest of your time free and focus on fun stuff or kind of slag away on customer service and bookkeeping and all those things that maybe are important but not necessary that don't generate the, the sales and the revenue and the, and the clients. It's a really game-changing book as well. Um, yeah. So those, oh, those are great. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with any of those, but I love the idea of spending 20% of the time and getting 80% of the results. That's great. <laughs> oh, so. it's been a game changer for me. The best tip I can give you is set up systems, set up checklists for everything that you do, because either A, it's going to make your job a lot easier. Let's say when it comes to posting an article on your site or you know sharing something on social media, or if you have a common sequence of events that happens when a new client comes in, set up some kind of systems and checklists. You know, this happens and step two, then step three, then step four, because A, like I said, it's going to make your job easier or B, you can actually outsource that at that point. 
point in time. You might have your assistant or, or someone else come and say, yeah, you know what? I can do this. I can follow this checklist. That's been a game changer for me. And that's really how we can create full book marketing campaigns, full book publishing campaigns, just traffic generating campaigns, how we can do Facebook traffic and then match that with affiliates and joint ventures. And, and some of this might be advanced, but it, it, you build up to it when you have systems, when you have a checklist that you can just kind of check off and follow along the way. That's really uh, been a game changer for me. Brilliant tip. Yeah. Thanks, Ronnie. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you to have you help them write their book or, you know, just to learn more about what you do, where can they find you? The best place to go is coachzing.com. So coaching, but there's a little Z in there, coachzing.com. We help people create their books. We extract all that gold out of their mind because we found that those people, they're sitting on the book and it's stuck in their head for 14 years. And they do nothing about it. We have this unique process called Speak to Publish, um, where it's kind of like what we're doing right now, Amanda. We can talk and then we turn that into a full real book, not a transcript, but an actual real book publisher grade book and it only takes about you know let's say 10 to 15 hours of your time so it's a, a really cool process and it just gets the book out fast so you can focus on the stuff that matters and on all the marketing that's awesome thanks so much ronnie for being here it's been great chatting with you oh it's it's been a blast i really appreciate it Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. As always, you can get all of the show notes and links and everything we talked about back on my website, which will be at wellpreneuronline.com slash 41. And don't forget, if you're interested in their speak to publish service from CoachSing to help you get your first book down on paper and produced really professionally, let them know that you heard about their service through the Wellpreneur Online Podcast and from Amanda and they'll take care of you. So thanks so much for listening to this interview and this episode of the podcast. And I wish you tons of luck in your wellness business this week. I'm sure you're going to have tons of ideas about what kind of book you want to write and how to market your book and really how you want to get your message out into the world in a bigger way after this episode. So yeah, sending you lots of good vibes for that and hope you have a great week and I'll see you back here next week in the next episode. Mm-hmm.